7.45 on a Saturday morning, a beautiful Saturday morning time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Hi, Jack. Good morning. Good morning, Denny. How are things? I'm just well. Thanks for asking. Hope you are, too. What a great day we've got going. Fabulous. Fabulous. This is the kind of day makes you wonder why all our days are like this in Minnesota. (laughs) Let's let's have that happen. See if you can I make think that we happen. We appreciate good weather more than most people because we have quite a bit that isn't so hot. <laughs> That's so true. What are we going to be doing today? Today I'm going to do one of my favorite things, and that is to answer wine questions. I participated in a national um, question and answer program not too long ago, and I was astonished. The most commonly asked question is something most people take for granted, and it is was, what's a vintage? What does vintage mean? Well, vintage simply means the year the wine is harvested. And you'll note on a lot of inexpensive wines, they don't even have a vintage. But if it says a vintage on the wine, it must come at least 90% from that particular vintage and not be blended. A good example is champagne. It's all non-vintage, and when it says vintage on a bottle of champagne, that must be 85% from that particular vintage, and they allow them a little fudging at 15% to blend. Another question that I got that I found very interesting is uh, somebody said, how many harvests do they get a year? And I said, harvest, why do you ask that question? And he said, well, I read about a guy in California who harvested twice. Well, the guy in California happened to own a vineyard down in Chile, as well as one in California. And because if you're south of the equator, the seasons are exactly the reverse of what they are here, you can actually handle two harvests a year, one in California in our fall, and then one in Chile, which would be our spring or their fall. And so they did get two harvests, but generally harvest is just uh, an annual affair in wine country. Uh, The question I got is how much wine does a single uh, wine uh, a vine produce and I was absolutely flabbergasted when I looked into that because the answer is all over the board. The great wine Chateau Yquem which is a sweet wine from Bordeaux and is harvest is made from grapes that have botrytis and that's they look like little raisins when they're pressed at any rate, they get one glass per vine. And if you've got, it varies all over on how many, uh, much wine you get out of one single vine stalk. And like I say, a good answer is one glass. But however, uh, a lot of cheap wines, I'm sorry, is one bottle. One glass was uh, with Chateau Yquem, one whole bottle. And uh, if it's a uh, copious grape, you know, the, the variety of grape depends on it, the soil, the age of the vine, etc. all depend on how much wine you get. So the answer is anywhere from one glass to three bottles. And I know that probably doesn't please anybody, but that's the fact. Uh, then I would say, what are sulfites and are they dangerous? Well, sulfur dioxide is used in cleaning and purifying wine tanks and vats and all that. So, and even grapes themselves have a little bit of sulfur in them. Uh, There's organic sulfur compounds in grapes. So it's very, very rare to get a wine that has absolutely no sulfites in it. 
but sulfites can be dissipated by decanting the wine. Now, if you're allergic to sulfites, uh, you know, the decanting doesn't do a lot of good, uh, but it, it does some. Uh, but to answer the question, there are very, very few wines in the world that do not have sulfites in them. Uh, another question came in, I like to put ice in my wine. What do I think of that? Well, I don't know why you'd care what I think of it. You're the one that's drinking the wine. And if you like ice in your wine, by all means, go right ahead and do it. Uh, it, it, it mocks next to anybody else, and that's as it should be. And that same answer is when they say, you know, my favorite wine is X. What do you think of it? Again, what on earth difference does it make what I think of that wine? If it's your favorite wine, by all means, drink it and drink it confidently. We all have different palates. And, you know, some people like sweeter wine, some people like drier wine, some people like rosé, some like white, some like red and big, uh, powerful reds. It doesn't make any difference. It's to drink what, simply what you like. Another question, and I thought this was interesting, I read a description about cherries and raspberries in the wine. Do they put cherries and raspberries in the wine? No. That's just a way to describe the fruitiness of the wine so that the average person could relate to it. It smells a little bit like fresh squeezed raspberries or cherries, etc. It does not mean that they have added that flavor to the wine at all. And then another question is, can I age wines? Well, frankly, yes. But the amount of wine that can be aged is so infinitely small by comparison to the amount of wine that's produced. In the average year, probably less than 5% of the wine produced in the world is age-worthy. And so there's 95% should be drunk within the first few years of the wines being made. So when we're talking about aging wine, etc., we're talking about such a little bit of the wine market on the whole. And it's fun to lay wines down. I've laid wines down for all my children and even all my grandchildren. And nothing gives you greater satisfaction than when one graduates or gets engaged or gets married. And they say, you know, let's open a bottle of my birth year wine. And we open it and it always tastes better because it's a special occasion. It doesn't happen to mean that the wine is that great, but the occasion is great and it's fun to do. And most winemakers around the world will set wine aside for those special occasions. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, you can do that too. Uh, so uh, when you put a wine away for a special occasion, be sure to check with a good source on is that wine going to be age-worthy. And if it is, then fine, lay it down. And, of course, wine, when you're going to lay them down, should be stored in a cool environment. About 55 degrees is the perfect temperature to store wine. And you want little humidity, but uh, you do want some. So, you know, actually here in Minnesota, one of the great joys is our temperature of Earth is a constant 55 degrees. And if you have a cellar in your house and you can wall the cellar off, uh, an area of the cellar off, that will be immune from the heat that the house generates, you have perfect place to store wine. I live in a real old house that was built in 1903 and had a root cellar in, and I insulated that root cellar from the rest 
of the house, the cell, the rest of the cellar. And uh, it has served me for over 50 years. Uh, very good wines, and none have gone bad because of temperature. So, uh, you know, you can fuss a lot. with, And those cellars are nice, too, those little refrigerated things. Uh, they can be used, but I wouldn't sell her anything away long term in one of those refrigerated cellars. They're fine for a few years, but uh, it really they're almost too cold sometimes. And then speaking of that, you get the question: What's the proper temperature of wine uh, when you drink it? Well, unfortunately, restaurants and I don't mean to offend any restaurant tours listening, but most restaurants serve their reds entirely too warm, and their whites entirely too cold. Uh, a, a good temperature for wine should be about, for red wine, should be about 65 to 70 degrees, and for white wine, 45 to 50 degrees. Any colder than that, uh, it kills the flavor in the white wine, and any warmer than that uh, in a red wine, uh, you lose some of the enjoyment from the wine. Uh, should you decant red wines? Well, actually, decanting never hurts anything. The most uh, reason for decanting is uh, with a new young bottle, it aerates the wine quickly and makes it more drinkable. Uh, with uh, older wines, you want to pour it off the sediment that's collected on the bottom of the bottle. So... Uh, you can decant young wines and old wines, and I always think that any wine benefits a little from that aeration. It just tastes a little better uh, when you uh, decant it, in my opinion. And uh, again, on those aging wines, uh, you have to be careful and consult with someone when you're putting a wine down that you hope to drink 20 years from now. Uh, good wines that are almost foolproof for doing that, are fortified wines like port and sherry. And the ports come in vintage years, and in England, it's the grandfather's duty for the son uh, or the grandson to sell her two or three cases of port so that they have uh, a little port when they're older. And like I say, port is almost foolproof. It's hard to for it to go bad, and it does come in vintage years, and it makes a good wine to tuck away. And not only that, you enjoy it longer because port, when you open it, you can probably keep it for up to, I'd say, maybe six weeks if you keep it tightly corked in that without too many deleterious effects. So you could enjoy that over the, uh, a whole month practically. Is rosé wine made by blending wines? No. Rosé is not made by blending wines at all. Rosé uh, is usually just a very young red wine. Uh, however, having said that, there are some wines that are blended, uh, like rosé champagne. Many, many times rosé champagne is blended uh, with red and uh, champagne. and uh, But very few other wines are made that way, and usually most of the places where they produce wine have regulations against blending red and white to produce a rosé. Uh, another question, what's a good, inexpensive wine to serve at a large gathering? Well, for white wines, I kind of like uh, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. They're very crisp, acidic, nice, 
Most people like them. They're not expensive. For red, I like Beaujolais. Failing that, a Malbec from Argentina wouldn't be too bad. And for sparkling wines, I like Cava's from Spain and Prosecco from Italy. Very modestly priced, fun, sparkling wines to have. And when, there you just have it, a whole bunch of questions answered, whether you want to put ice in your glass or you want to age some wine or you want to know what temperature to serve wine. I hope I've answered the question uh, that you have in your mind. And if you don't, you can always reach me at WCCO, and I will be very, very happy to answer any other question that you might have about wines and spirits. It's fun to do. It really is. Those are fun questions and answers as, as, as well. I'm glad you do that from time to time, Jack. Well, let's, especially with newer listeners, Jack, uh, tell folks about that family-run business we call Haskell's. Indeed. The folks at Haskell's for 87 years have been supplying the wine and spirits needs of the Twin Cities. That's why they call us the wine people. And you can stop in any one of our 11 stores and they'll answer any question you have on wine and wine and food pairings. There's a great resource to go in and see what you're going to fix and what your budget is, and they'll put you in touch with a wine that will marry perfectly with that. And best of all, they'll help you pick a wine that doesn't cost too much. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Fairbolt right off at 35. And Maple Grove, our super seller, is not to be missed. In downtown Minneapolis, there's free parking on Saturday and Sunday. And there's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com, and it'll take you right to our website. Every question that you have can be answered right there. And don't forget, we still have a few tickets left on our two cruises coming up on the beautiful St. Croix on Saturday, July 17th, and Saturday, August 21st. If you want, you can go to Haskell's.com, click on Events, and reserve your space. Fantastic. Happy Father's Day tomorrow, Jack. Oh, and the very same to you, Denny. I forgot tomorrow is Father's Day. <laughs> well, enjoy. It's going to be, we I'm might get some much-needed much rain. We'll talk to you next week. I'm going to look forward to that, Denny. Jack Farrell from Haskell. Stay with us.